This is the Lindell Report. Demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol, um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states, but are not state-of-the-art from our perspective. Um, We're very concerned because there's only three companies. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling them. 43% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. These companies are accountable to no one. They won't answer basic questions about their cybersecurity practices, and the biggest companies won't answer any questions at all. Five states have no paper trail, and that means there is no way to prove the numbers the voting machines put out are legitimate. So much for Cybersecurity 101. I know America's voting machines are vulnerable because my colleagues and I have hacked them repeatedly. We've created attacks that can spread from machine to machine like a computer virus and silently change election outcomes. And in every single case, we've found ways for attackers to sabotage machines and to steal votes. Early voters in Georgia in 2018 saw machines deleting votes and switching them to other candidates. And you say hacked, what were they able to do once they gained access to the machines? Oh, all sorts of things. They could uh, manipulate uh, the outcome of the vote, they could manipulate the tally, uh, they could delete the tally, um, and, and they could compromise the vote in any number of ways. I'm pretty sure my undergrad computer security class at Michigan could have changed the outcome of the 2016 Michigan election if we wanted to. It, it is that bad. And we have a combination of very powerful adversaries and unfortunately quite vulnerable and obsolete systems. That's, that's why I say it's only a matter of time. This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. All right, good evening. Glad you are with us. Mike Lindell is out on business tonight talking with a lot of the... Uh, the leadership of the Republican Party as he runs for the chairmanship of the RNC, the Republican National Committee. So Mike is uh, busy in a lot of meetings tonight, making a lot of phone calls on uh, a lot of uh, conversations being had about, well, the RNC. Got to fix that RNC, don't we, folks? We sure do. So Mike is out. He's asked us if we would hold down the fort, and we're going to do just that. We're going to be joined tonight by Jim Marchant. He ran for Nevada Secretary of State and a new guest. Uh, Robert Beatles is going to join us. He's a businessman. He, uh, he has sued the state of Nevada a few times as well. He is really up on the election fraud. Many, Mike, and, uh, Mike and Robert have a lot of mutual friends. I think they're using some of the same attorneys. And I think tonight we might even hear, wait for it, we might even hear that Mr. Robert has been able to validate a lot of the claims of Mike Lindell and what we've heard from 
Dennis Montgomery. Wait a minute. You mean someone else maybe has va validated the work of Dennis Montgomery? Hmm. I wonder if the press would report that. Joining us now is Jim Marchant and Robert Beatles. Guys, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having Hi, Brandon. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Jim. Robert, I want to make sure I'm getting your last name correctly. Is it Beatles? Uh, everybody just calls me Beatles. Everyone just calls you Beatles. Okay. Marshawn. Jim Marshawn. 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 All right. Um, you know, phonics doesn't always work, guys, but I try to use my phonics <laughs> when possible. All right. Uh, uh, Robert, I hear you're also related to Ben Franklin. Yeah, he's my great, great, great uncle. So, uh, <laughs> Uncle Ben, doesn't, huh? doesn't get much better than that. Yep. <laughs> Good old Uncle yep. Ben. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Well, tell us more about yourself. You're, you're also an entrepreneur as well, correct? Yeah. You know, God's been great to us. So Christian husband, father built uh, some of the biggest businesses in the country, uh, invented a ton of different things. Um, you know, there's just so much I could bore you guys with, but, uh, my wife, uh, she uh, said that I had to show people what, uh, is going on in our country versus just tell them. So I kind of started getting into this, uh, let's just call it these election issues uh, since, uh, January of 21. And if you want, I can dive into it. I don't know how, how much you want me to, uh, to well, go we got, depth. we, we got an hour. So I want you to definitely dive into it. Okay. Well, um, rather than solving problems for you know multi-billion dollar companies and companies like my own i uh, decided to take the take the wife's advice and uh, figure out what exactly happened in our elections so myself and, and a bunch of incredible people kind of put together a team in nevada started off with my good buddy bobby python and then of course edward solomon roger fuller and then jovan hutton pulitzer later um, and we, the first thing we did is we started looking into the actual voter rolls because that's, that's the foundation. And what people really don't understand is everything that's reported out there is complete garbage. Huh. It's BS, all of it. So when they say the, the Republicans, they didn't show up this time, or they didn't show up you know, in the primary, or they didn't show up in the general, or only so much percentage of the Republicans actually voted and they were overtaken by X amount of votes by the Democrats, it's all garbage. Because you have to start at the foundation of these issues, and that's the voter rolls. And so right away we dug in and we found that there was at least, you know, we found 42,000 people in a county of around 300,000 registered voters. And then we found another 40,000 voters that were potentially in error. So you could have like 80,000 of 300,000 people in issues, right? These people shouldn't be voting. So when they start saying that, well, you know, 60% of Republicans showed up, well, if 80,000 people on the rolls are fake, all that data is garbage. And then if, you're flipping the votes using these machines like hammer and scorecard, like Dennis Montgomery, you were speaking about. Then again, the votes there, that doesn't matter. It's all garbage. We're being fed garbage and, and the media is not covering any of this. So after we dug through the rolls, we then found the algorithm. So a good buddy of mine, Edward Solomon, was able to figure out exactly how they did it in 2020. Then we figured out how they did it in the primary of 2022. And then again, how they did it in the general of 2022. And basically what it is, is people are familiar with, with Hammer and Scorecard, but the way that it works specifically in Nevada is the Republican Election Day votes ended up going to the Democrat mail-in votes. And then the Republican mail-in votes ended up going to Democrat Election Day votes. And it ended up being around 63%. You'll see this percentage across the, the largest county in every single precinct. Are you telling me, are you telling me, uh, Rob, that you keep seeing the same percentage over and over and over in every precinct? 
Yeah, so the method in voting, the percentages of the votes, like say, for instance, your election day versus uh, your mail-in ballots, you would see that there'd be like a 63% correlation between every single precinct in that same type of votes. It didn't matter is that, if there was is a Is that consistent before. then? Is that not consistent with what Dr. Doug Frank has shown us? That, that, um, that same not, percentage is being used over and over and over and over, which again denotes, I guess, an algorithm, right? Right. It, it's definitely, it's, it's a cascading neural network is exactly what it is. I'm not very familiar with, with Dr. Frank's work, um, but I am familiar with Dennis Montgomery. Let's well, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there because, you know, he's a very controversial figure. The media has made him out to be a controversial figure. I think there's been a lot of things said about him that he would absolutely say is not, not true. Um, maybe one day he'll have the gag lifted off of him and he can speak freely for himself. Um, how, how, what, what do you personally know um, about Dennis Montgomery? What have you personally been able to validate? Because we don't get a chance to visit very often with anyone other than Mike Lindell about it. And 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 uh, Kurt Olson has spoken about it, the attorney Kurt Olson. But other than those two, we we really not had the chance to talk to anyone who's had the chance to validate his work. So I think our audience would love to hear more about that because whenever you say scorecard or hammer, you know the the mainstream media calls you a you know a conspiracy kook and a freak and whatever whatever else they come up with. We know that these uh, these type of pieces of software, um, you know, unless you've been read in on them, you don't know about them. And of course, if you've been read in on it, you're not supposed to talk about it, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, Dennis, um, yeah, he's he's from a place called Lodi, California. So he went from Lodi, then he moved um, eventually to Reno, Nevada, where I live. And so both of those are are areas of mine. Um, I'm from Lodi, um, live in live in Reno, been in Reno on and off since '95. So he's he's known in the area for sure. Um, I don't know exactly how much I can say because he does have a, a gag order. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want you to say more than you should that would put you or him at risk. But but yeah, speak in the generalities that you can. Let's just say that what Edward found is exactly hammer and scorecard. And the first thing that the media and people like that try to do is they try to attack the character of the person presenting the information. They always attack the messenger, never the message. So when like Bloomberg or Reuters or any of these people attack me, I become like the, the boogeyman of Nevada. Every day they're making up something new about me. What, what you see is they can't really respond to the message, so they attack the messenger. They try to discredit them any way they can. If they can't find dirt on the person, they literally make up dirt on the person. They'll call you anti-Semitic or whatever it takes just to try to turn people against you a little bit to maybe discount your message. But what I found works really, really well is to shut these people up. I just started throwing money at it. I'm like, hey, I tell you what, if I'm wrong, if I'm a bad guy, here's 50,000 bucks. Here's, here's all the data, here's the proof. Here's 15 PhDs that have vetted it and all said it's true. Here's three PhDs that went on the record, said it's all true. Come get your money. Show me that I'm wrong. Show me that the entire team is wrong. Show us how. So, so did you get this? Make, make sure I understand. You're offering a fifty thousand dollar reward to prove you wrong. Yeah, I offer a fifty thousand, thirty thousand. Hell, I could offer millions. It doesn't matter. Has anyone because come and taken anybody, the fifty thousand? Have you had to pay the fifty thousand? Anyone? No, it's still it's still unrivaled. Let's just say that uh, there's been at least dozens that have tried, and even professors and PhDs at like UN, uh, UNLV, UNR. They've even they've even taken the challenge and said, you know, Beatles, you're right. But if we say that you're right, that means we're going to lose our job because they work at these, you know, liberal colleges and they can't confirm that the elections are being rigged. They just want everybody to believe that somehow they run a better candidate. Somehow they have a better message and somehow there's more of them than us. 
when I can prove that that is all BS, just like you're seeing with Twitter. You're starting to see how they canceled and they censored and hell, they even took me down and uh, I forget uh, a year or two years ago and I didn't account there from 2009. You know, it's, it's not that we're wrong. It's just like, you know, Martin always told us that uh, you can tear out a mountain, you can tear out a man's tongue, um, but you're not proving him a liar. You're just proving that you're, you're scared of what he has to say. And that's what we keep seeing is the media, they're scared of what we have to say. So they just make up stuff for us. They just say that we're wrong, that we're nuts. And they hope people read these headlines and stop there and never look for the other side of the coin. Never look to see, well, what, what is he saying actually? And then when they would go and they would see, hey, wait a minute, he's offering 50,000 bucks just to prove him wrong. And another 30,000 bucks on this one over here to prove him wrong. And every time they've tried, they're like, crap, he's right. <laughs> they, they just don't talk about it. So now they'll just come up with something else instead. So, I mean, it's 100% proof that these, these elections are rigged. And it's 100% proof that all the data that they're feeding people to try to, you know, keep them at home, to make them feel like they got beat, all that stuff's a lie too. It's, it's all garbage because you have to start at the foundation, which is the voter rules. They derive all of their data from that. So if that is 40% in error, every single statistic, every single thing that they're showing the, the people, it's all BS. And so they have to understand that we are the majority. Otherwise, they wouldn't be attacking us. They wouldn't be silencing us. They wouldn't be censoring us. They wouldn't be trying to lock us up. They would be doing all these things if we weren't the majority. If you look, you know, they would just do like what they used to in the past. They would just, you know, laugh and just not even cover us. Instead, they attack. That tells you that they're scared. They know that they're losing. They know that we have the proof. It's just a matter of when are we going to find a judge with a spine and a set of balls to actually do something about it, right? Right, exactly. Let me. I want to get back to Hammer and Scar card and that you said that that Edward Dowd, not Edward Dowd, I'm sorry, uh, Edward Solomon has confirmed Hammer's course, course, Hammer and Scorecard. I want to get back to that in a minute. Jim, respond to what you're hearing here. You ran for Secretary of State. How did you meet uh, Robert? And, and obviously, if you were running for Secretary of State, you must have known something about the election system in your state. And you must have known you know, how this thing really operates. So you've been able to validate what Robert's saying, correct? Absolutely, because uh, my first dealing with election fraud happened back in 2018. I was running for re-election for the state house out here in Nevada, <clears throat> and because I am MAGA and conservative, there's no way they could let me win re-election. So then uh, in 2020, I ran for Congress out here, and once again, I believe I was a victim of election fraud, just like President Trump. And so since then, uh, I have been working along with Robert Beatles uh, since uh, January of 21 on exposing what's going on. Robert, as you can tell, uh, concentrated on the data, that kind of thing. And what I did was I built a coalition of Secretary of State candidates that uh, was running around the country. And we, we did election integrity forums all over the place, uh, uh, including with uh, some of them with Mike. And um, so and we, what, our goal was to expose what was going on and let people know the data that we were finding and try to just get the word out that our, our election system throughout the country is compromised and we've got to do something about it. So uh, we're still fighting. And uh, once again, the 22 election proved uh, they're doing the same thing they did in 18 and 20 and uh, certainly 2022. So. Uh, what Robert's doing is uh, extremely valuable because uh, uh, it's it's unlike any anything else in the country that's going on, and it's good that it's happening in Nevada because Nevada is uh, the the most professional 
when it comes to election fraud in the country. It started here in 2004 with Harry Reid and George Soros. They began to implement this uh, machine, and uh, they have perfected it here. And the other disadvantage we have here in Nevada is uh, our legislature that is predominantly or actually majority, uh, supermajority almost, uh, Democrat, have passed laws to make all of the things that normally are illegal in a voting system legal, such as ballot harvesting, such as drop boxes and uh, universal mail-in ballots. That's all legal here. So we don't have much opportunity to sue out here because if you do, the judge is going to say, well, this is all the law. What do you want me to do about it? So we have a different challenge out here than a lot of people do around the country. And, you know, we're just it just takes people like Robert and myself to just dig in and and keep hammering and then uh, align ourselves with people like uh, Mike Lindell and yourself and uh, and President Trump. I met with President Trump last Wednesday talking about election integrity issues. So can you can you tell uh, we're, me we're without, still fighting without violating any confidence? Can you tell me how that conversation went? Went really well. Uh, he gets it. Um, can't say a whole lot, but yeah, we 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 understand what's going on, and we're working on uh, some uh, options to try to fix this. And it includes uh, people like Mike and Robert and others around the country that uh, that you know, have to step up and address this problem and fix it. Because he knows, and I told him, I said, you're not getting elected in 2024 unless we deal with this. And he knows. Well, how did he, he respond to that? How, how did he respond? He, he knows it. He knew. He knew. I didn't have to convince him. He knew that was the case. And uh, so um, we all just have to work. That's why we've got to just keep fighting. All right. So, uh, Robert, let's come back to you in regards to Hammer Scorecard. You said that Ed Solomon's work proved that Hammer Scorecard was real. What What do you mean by that? So one of the unintended consequences of using a system like Cameron scorecard is it sometimes leaves unintended results. And he was able to find those using very, very complicated calculations to be able to find the algorithm that's being used to flip the votes. And again, this is really a cascading neural network. All right. So this is, this is something that in live time, when you set when you set it basically for whoever whoever's using it, whoever's deploying it, whoever actually already has their slate of candidates, and they've already determined who, who they want to win, they literally they just kind of put all the people that they want to win. Then this formula, this within this this algorithm here, it does everything that it can to make sure that all of those people win without busting precincts, without you know, without creating issues to the other races. And it literally works in a method in which uh, it's like the, the path of least resistance. So it's going to do everything that it can to, to make sure that the main people that they have to get through gets through. And then sometimes there's just not enough computation power between all the precincts, all the, all the counties. And so some things slip by. All right. So, but what it does do is it leaves a pattern that people can find behind it. If you're say, you know, inclined to know some algebra and maybe a little bit of geometry and Solomon is probably one of the smartest mathematicians on the planet. He found it. It's very complicated because again, this is neural network we're talking about and everybody that, um, you know, that we, we ran it through all the different PhDs first verified, 
uh, that yeah, this is true that if you have this formula, just say for instance, you know, two plus two equals four, it does that every time. You know that it's gonna do that every single time. So this formula actually predicts, because it's an unintended unintended consequence of hammer and scorecard, there's there's like basically like a trail or a formula that you can you can follow. So literally, if I said, here's something for just very, very simple that most people in high school would understand. If I showed you a box and I said, here's the height, here's the width, but I'm not going to tell you the length. Now tell me the volume. There's no way you actually could do that. But we can do that every single time using the formula that he found showing exactly what the vote percentage will be in every single precinct in the largest counties in Nevada. He found all that. It's unquestionably true. Even, even when we tried to take it to court, nobody wanted to talk about it because they knew that it was real. And we've had, you know, 20-something, 30-something PhDs now all confirm that it's real, that they can literally just take the county's own data, plug in the formula, and they'll be able to predict the future. That's that's literally one of the unintended consequences of them. So that's, that's a big part, right? Yeah. Hey, Brandon. Yes, yes. Brandon, yeah. Can, yeah, can I give you an example? One of the things that Robert just mentioned, uh, all the counties are involved in this this whole scheme. And back in 2014, uh, a homeless guy that was put in a race to try to take votes away from one of the candidates uh, actually won two counties here in Nevada. He beat the eventual congressman and his challenger, and it's because they screwed up a little bit. And they, you know, they have to siphon votes off of other counties, and that allowed this guy to win White Pine County. And he. You know, he didn't spend a dime. He was put in the race basically to take votes away from uh, the challenger, and and they got caught. And we actually went to the DA in that county and begged him, say, let us compare the digital record to the paper record. And he agreed, and he drew up the necessary papers and then sent it up the flagpole only to be shut down by the judges uh, above uh, that he was dealing with. So they know what's going on. You know, they know we know, and they're just doing everything, like Robert said, to shut us down. Now, let me ask you this, guys. Um, where, where is this algorithm running? Where is it running? I mean, there are many, many machines, many, many machine companies. So where is the machine running? Is it running in the Secretary of State's offices? Is it, where is it running so that it can control all of these different outcomes? Sure. So I guess... The, it'd probably be best right now just to give you kind of a, I guess, the, the way that the election system works. That would probably be the easiest thing to do for, for the listeners. Uh, and we can also prove just in the last general election that they stole 174,000 votes from Jim Marchant just in one county alone. So he is the rightful winner of the Secretary of State. And again, there's a $50,000 reward out there to prove me wrong. What about, what about Kerry Lake in, in Arizona? So I've stuck mostly with Nevada. So I can show that like Adam Laxall won the Senate. I can show that Jim Marchant won Secretary of State. I can show Seagal, um, you know, Chateau won Attorney General. I can show all three of those in those state races. Um, just in that one county alone, all had around 174,000 votes stolen from them. So 50,000 bucks to anybody out there that can prove us wrong. But to explain how the election system kind of works in Nevada, they literally mail, first you have your, your corrupt voter rolls. So they mail out ballots to basically everybody, their cat, dog, brother, clown, and the clown in the government, the guy, it, everybody gets a ballot, ballots for everybody. 
Then all the ballots are harvested up, brought to one location, okay? The one location in the two largest counties are called the Register of Voters, where they're supposed to be doing signature verification. They're, they're not doing it meaningfully at all. So basically all those ballots are just being counted as legitimate votes. But who's doing the counting? Who actually counts the bubbles? Who actually counts the ballots? It's a machine. All the ballots that come in are run through a machine. And then the amount of bubbles, who, who got so many votes, and the amount of ballots all go to this thing called an EMS. And an EMS is an election management system. Right? Think of it as like a black box. Then you have, so all the paper ballots are counted, and no man, no woman ever counts them. It's a little machine. Then you have your actual voting machine. This is where you push the little buttons and they have a little thumb drive. And at the end, they pull out the thumb drive and then they plug that into the EMS machine. And so again, no human is verifying that the votes are legitimate. They're just plugged into this EMS machine. Now this election management system is of course connected to the internet, all right? And so if you talk to Dennis, I don't know how much he's told you, but there's lots of things that go on in the cloud. There's lots of things that happen in the internet. There's lots of people plugged into it. At that point, that's where the old switcheroo happens. So you don't physically have to be in the county clerk's office, the register of voters office to do this. They can literally be attacking from outside from say their, their grandma's basement, an eight year old kid, or maybe some Chinese actor, you know, in China that works for, you know, for sheep. Whoever, whoever it could be, can literally be flipping these votes from anywhere on the planet because everything's hooked up to the election. All the election uh, management system is hooked up to the Internet, which they reluctantly admitted. And we have them under deposition doing that. So this can be deployed locally. It can be deployed across the, you know, across the, the country, across the world. Uh, there's lots of different ways that this can be deployed. But the matter is, is it has been deployed and it is fixing these elections um, against we the people and, and stealing all of our right of suffrage uh, to be able to cast our vote and to be able to select the people that we voted for versus them select who they want to um, have power over us. Uh, so it's it's a real mess. You know, we've, we've sued, uh, I think, three times. Uh, we got um, observation for all Nevadans so they could actually be part of the election, um, you know, election process. Uh, we've done canvassing across the, the entire state. We put together the largest sting operation I can think of, where we put up two sting operations in the two largest counties in Nevada and monitored and recorded over a thousand different uh, issues and violations uh, with, with our election system, including, including them breaking the law by counting all of our votes in secret. So not only do we have to contend with the mail ballots, not only do we have to contend with the machines, but then we have to contend with the people that are running these elections that are counting all of our votes in secret. Then they broke the law again by not having chain of custody. So there was no chain of custody of a lot of these ballots coming into these register of voters. So we, we documented all this stuff. You know, we took it before the courts. You know, we're not getting anywhere with that. Um, you know, we're, we're doing demands and petitions. Um, you know, we, uh, we try to take it to the media now because essentially the, the courts, uh, we all see how they just tend to deflect. They tend to punt. They want to just find any loophole to get them out of it. Now, let me stop you as to why. Is that because the judges are afraid? 
Have they been threatened? Have they been bribed? Have they been co-opted? Or are they afraid of being ridiculed, looking silly? You know, I don't want to touch that. That's crazy talk. I don't want my name associated with that. You know, it's kind of like they use the term racism, and so you don't want to talk about certain issues because if you, even though they're legitimate issues, you know, because if you talk about them, that makes you a racist. So are some of these judges, it's not that they're corrupt. It's not that they're bribed. It's that they're scared of their reputation. And, of course, some of them might have to run for re-election. I don't know what your situation is in your state, but some of them might be like, thinking like politicians and running for re-election if they have to get elected versus appointed. What are your thoughts? Well, there's, there's a lot there, and I can't speak for every judge. I know that there's some good ones out there, and, and God love them for it. Uh, unfortunately, the ones that we've been in front of so far, they look for an easy way out. They uh, have told us in the beginning that this is just going to go to the Supreme Court. So, you know, basically, you know, they're not going to do anything for us. But if they think it's going to go to the Supreme Court, aren't they telling you you think you have a valid case? If you didn't have a valid case, it would never go to the Supreme Court. So they, they're, they're, they're in a way telling you you're you got a case, aren't they? Kind of, kind of. Um, the reason why I would go to the Supreme Court is on appeal, because if they just throw it out, well, then the only place you can really yeah. go is to the Supreme Court. So it doesn't mean that they're saying that you have any kind of, they're not validating anything. They're just saying, well, even if, even if we screw you and kick you out of the courtroom, you can appeal it to the Supreme Court because that's the highest, you know, law of the right. land. Of okay. New, right. It's a, it's a hot potato and they don't want to touch it. Jim, is it a hot potato because well, I mean, it, they're, they're worried about their reputation or are yes. some of them blackmailed or some of them threatened or all, a little bit of the above? I mean, who knows, right? It could so be every, Will everything. So Judge Wilson, let's just break this down a little bit. So there's only two judges in the entire state of Nevada that can hear election issues on a statewide uh, level. So you've got Wilson and Russell. Both of them were elected in Carson City with around 3,000 votes. Yet yeah. these two judges represent the entire state of Nevada. There's no way to recall a judge in the state of Nevada because the Supreme Court deemed it uh, illegal to recall a judge. Do you see a conflict of interest there? So wow. these people with 3,000 votes determine 3 million people's, you know, <clears throat> you know, lives and things like that. So it's, it's a real problem. And even when we took him 100% uh, proof that the elections were rigged, he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, um, so what? You know, basically, so what? Even if even if what you're saying is true, and let's say that it is, it's still not enough. I mean, you would think any judge at that moment, you say, hey, look, there's there's an algorithm here flipping these votes. Let's just talk math. You would think that that judge would say, full stop, hold on. You're telling me there's something happening with our election system right now where somebody or something is flipping votes within our election system? Let's Let's take a look at this, boys. Nope. He basically just said, so what? That's not enough. Get out. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't make this happened, stuff up. That you know, happened they, in all my, my lawsuits also. So yeah, let me say no proof. It's, it's not that there's no proof. It's just, there's no judge that's going to really hear it. And back to your question, why won't they hear it? Some of them are scared. Some of them are literally just operatives, you know, some, um, again, it goes back to fear because they know that if they expose it just in Nevada, what, what we found, literally we've spent the last two years, I can show you every single way that they cheat, but you got to give me a judge that's going to listen and actually rule fairly. They know that if they're that one judge that does that, it changes it for all 50. It's so much bigger than just one state. It's so much bigger than one election. It uncovers it all. 
And so that's why we're having such a hard time, you know, winning anything because none of these judges want to be the person that basically opens Pandora's box to showing how we've been right all along, how we're the majority. And if people actually voted in person, you would see that we're the majority. If you, if you literally said, hey, the next election, everybody's going to have to vote in person, you would see how few Democrats there are compared to conservatives. You would see how it's it literally, it was like 80-20. That's, that's how much they had to cheat in some of these areas. 80% like conservatives against 20% Democrats. That's how much they have to cheat with all of these legal ballots filled out illegally and then all these machines flipping votes. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking that we're not able to get this information out to the mainstream. But then when you realize the mainstream media are all part of the same team, you have people like George Soros, who controls a lot of the media as well. And it's rumored he put about $250 million just in Nevada, just in yeah. this past year into these elections. So let me ask you this. Do you believe this is actually scorecard and hammer running that actual piece of software? Yes. Okay. Yeah, even Reuters, when they when they asked me about Dennis, they reached out to me a couple of weeks ago talking about uh, an article that I wrote on Operation Sunlight, um, talking about uh, Caught Red-Handed, where I talk about uh, Montgomery a, a little bit and Solomon a little bit. I said, hey, guys, if we're wrong, come take our money, another 50000 bucks for you, 50000 bucks to prove that I'm wrong, that Marchant won, that uh, Hammer and Scorecard's not being used. We, we found it. We know that it's being used. Let's just say that we've more than validated that it's hammer and scorecard. Okay, so let me, let me stop right there. If it's hammer and scorecard, doesn't that mean that this has to be the government then? Because who else would have this piece of software? Well, Why, why, why are you laughing, Jim? <laughs> why are you laughing? Well, I, uh, uh, I think everybody understands a, we have two uh, governments. Interesting question. What's that? Yes, yeah, you asked an interesting question. Yeah, I mean that's a really that's a that's a sixty-four thousand dollar question, isn't it? Really, I mean this piece of software that was supposedly developed right for the government, very powerful. Um, Jeff O'Donnell, you guys know Jeff O'Donnell, I'm sure, right? Very well. Very okay. Well. So Jeff O'Donnell says to his wife, "Oh, Mike has asked me to go out there to look at what Dennis Montgomery has got. I guess I'm going to have to be the one to tell him he's been taken. This is a scam." So Jeff goes out there, spends a couple of days, and validates it, and comes on TV over and over and says, it's real. You, you can't believe it. You can't believe it unless you see it. That's right. Right? So, That's right. So if this is such a powerful piece of software that, that Dennis was involved in developing, and the government now has it, from what we've been told by other people, if the government has it, um, I mean, is this like something that you could just download off the Internet and therefore anybody could be using it? I mean, the bottom line is, isn't this a piece of software only maybe China, if China's gotten a hold of it? Only one could be using it would be our government, our intelligence, our deep state, some of the deep state actors or China. So who's doing it? Is it deep state actors that have the software? Where are they running it out of? Are they running it on servers in the U.S.? Are they running it in servers overseas? Or has uh, the deep state actors given it to China and is it being run out of China? Or is it being run out of some other country? Or is it being run somewhere and making it look like it's coming from overseas? I know there's a lot of questions, but you know how software and servers and IP addresses work and hiding stuff. 
but only a certain number of people could get their hands on this piece of software if it is the software that, that we're told was developed for the government. Who's got it? Yeah, it, it's not just who, it's, it's how many governments have it. See, that's the thing. Everybody's trying to you know, say that it's uh, one person or one country. It, it's literally out in the wild. But wait a minute, so doesn't doesn't the software have a program built into it so the op, the person who built it can see that it's operating somewhere? In other words, yeah. wouldn't he be wouldn't the guy that wrote it be able to tell, oh yeah, it's running in China. Oh yeah, it's running in Canada. Oh yeah, it's running over wouldn't he be able to tell that? Yeah, why do you think there's a gag order on him? Yeah. Well, so my background, I've been programming computers since 84 and in every software program I've ever written, I've got backdoors in them. Yeah, so let's let's. So again, just I gotta get, I gotta press you because that's my job. Who, who, who is so, running it? Is this is this the World Economic Forum? Is this George Soros? Is it the United yeah. Nations? Is it China? Who, who's running it? All of the above. Because they certainly have a vested interest in destroying our country. Is it is it the CIA in concert with the FBI? Is it the NS, is it the NSA? Is it the NSA? Let's just He's say he's really trying to get us killed, isn't he? It could be. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You What's know? that? Say that again. Say that again, Robert. You're really trying to get us killed. Well, well let me right? let me let me just let me just tell you this. Let me let me ask you this. Um, has our government practice overseas flipping elections through what we call a color revolution? Has our government been involved with the NSA or the uh, CIA, uh, more like the CAA probably, but have they been involved in flipping elections overseas and putting in the people that are most friendly to our country and our policies? Have they been in the, well, that's when maybe there was enough white hats in power. Have they, since we got more dark hats now, black hats taking over our government, were they involved in putting people into place that are not in the best interest of America, but in the best interest of their cause? In other words, the CIA reportedly, according to Reuters, I think it was, it reported this, I think I pulled it up last week, Reuters running and telling Bolsonaro, you better not be messing around in the elections. Really? Well, that's the kettle calling the pot black, isn't it? I mean, come on. Don't you guys have a history of doing that? Wait a minute. I think you guys also have a history of killing presidents john f kennedy maybe i mean that's my opinion that's what i've read from roger stone and many others um so the question i come back to is i think our government perfected this idea of color revolutions overseas now when i said this at my national conference in october someone i've known for 15 plus years who was in one of the big intel agencies came up to me and said i just had to laugh i just had to laugh when you said that which i just said to you and i said why no laughing matter oh no it's not they weren't laughing to mock me oh said, no they were not laughing to mock me i said i had the person said i had to laugh and i was yeah. laughing i was laughing because of the fact it's horrifying that you actually are saying it that someone that has the platform that you have you and mike lindell were sitting on the platform talking and the fact that you and Mike Lindell have the ability to talk to millions and millions of people, and you're sitting there saying this, and I just had to sit there and laugh and think. Thank and, God. Yes. They're th and, and the person said, that's all I can say. And the only reason I can't say anymore is I don't want to go to jail. 
because I think I was read in and involved in hearing things and in my line of work, I could be in trouble. But all I can say is that's really funny because now there are people out here in the country that are figuring it out who actually have a pretty good sized platform. So no, they weren't laughing to mock. They actually said, keep on it. You are over the target. You are over the target. I've known this person for 15 plus years. I know the agency they worked for. And when I was making an issue of the government involved in color revolutions overseas, flipping elections, now how about they just, after they perfected it over there, they've now carried it out here. And the person said, you are over the target. Target, right. I believe I heard rumors where you know, most of this software started in Venezuela, uh, you know, hammering it down there and making sure they overthrew that government and they perfected it there. And then they brought it here. And that was the 2004 Secretary of State project by uh, George Soros and Harry Reid that just started right here in Nevada, because that's the, you know, we're the next state that it came from and it spread all over the country. So, um, Have you guys- so yeah, you're right. Have you guys uh, have you guys ever read the book uh, Black Box? Sorry, no. Is that the Black I Box? Is that the was that a documentary done by that lady up in Washington? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I, and I know about that. She, she. I've read her whole book. It's online for free. She started doing this. I'm gonna go look it up real quick. She started. Oh, doing... it was back in the '90s. I oh believe. yeah. Oh yeah. She yeah. was. She is saying. She's saying everything we're saying now, but she was saying it back yes. then. The yep. point, though, her book and her research was mostly the Democrats screaming and hollering that the Republicans were the ones doing this. Well, there, yeah, some of the can... Republicans were, because that instance I mentioned earlier about the, uh, the two counties here in Nevada, that was a Republican primary. They wanted to make sure they got their rhino candidate in there, and they did. So it's it's this is not Democrat Republican. This no. is here know, it is here it is. I, I spoke on this. I spoke on this at the uh, uh, yeah. summit for Mike Lindell uh, this in August back in Springfield, yep. uh, Missouri. But here here it is, black box voting. Anyone can go read the book. Here are the PDFs. Look at that yeah. chapters one through sixteen plus a two extras for footnotes and stuff. Black box voting. The website is blackboxvoting.org. Black box voting. Dot org. Now, this was back in 2004 that she released the book, okay? And look, it was endorsed by Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. Uh, you, you keep scrolling and you find more endorsements. Yeah, Beverly Harris. Beverly Harris, yeah. There's yep. Vanity Fair magazine as you scroll through. Here's salon.com. So if this is crazy conspiracy talk, why why are you have some liberal vanity fair and salon.com praising this book? And 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 again, this is consistent with what Clint Curtis Clinton yes. Curtis said at the Moment of Truth Summit when he was a he's a Democrat saying, "Hey, I was tasked oh. with writing a piece of software that could flip votes. I thought they were doing it so they could figure out how to block it, and I showed them how to block it." Turns out the Republicans took right. what he wrote, he said, and were using it to flip votes for Republicans. Yep. Then, of course, the Democrats start screaming and hollering. Somewhere along the way, they came in and had a uniparty they created, said, okay, we'll let you in on the game, and we'll decide which, which candidates win. I mean, I can't figure out. They, they had to have come to some meeting of the minds because the ones that yep. were screaming and hollering about it that were Democrats are now, now defending the system we have. And your crazy talk, if you say what they were saying on video, 
in uh, Hacking Democracy and and right. Black Box and and uh, other videos. Yeah, Bev has a complete video on kind of how she found all of this data. And she actually got into some FTP servers and downloaded just a ton of data that they didn't secure back then. They, yep. they, they I guess they didn't have the technology or didn't uh, deploy the technology to do it. And she just downloaded a boatload of data and information and it horrified her. And she went on, a you know, uh, that started her mission to expose the voter fraud. And there's a complete uh, video on YouTube, but maybe, I mean, YouTube may have taken it off by now, but uh, but uh, there's a complete video on that. So, um, so and, and you're talking about Clint Curtis. I know Clint Curtis real well. I'm from Florida originally. And I had uh, a lot of dealings in the legislature down there. And the speaker of the Florida uh, representative, the House of Representatives, was Tom Feeney. Tom Feeney is the one that hired Clint Curtis to do this. And you can also find that on YouTube. It's a video of him testifying in a court about what he did. And I talked to him the other day. I stay in uh, constant contact uh, with him. You know, he, he's just as frustrated as we are about this whole, whole uh, election fraud machine throughout the country. Here, let me play just a moment of this, Logan. Bring this up. Here's from YouTube. It's called Bev Harris and uh, Rebecca Mercury, yep. Part 1, Hack the Vote. All right, we'll hold it there. But that's just to show that this lady has been doing this a long time. How is she saying, Jim, first, then you, Robert? How is she saying anything differently than what you're, you guys are saying now and Mike Lindell and others? She's not. She's saying the exact same thing we're doing. We're just trying to keep the fight going. And, and yeah, by the way, point... I don't think she will ever give an interview again. I think she's done. Yeah, I don't know that. I reached out to done? I reached out to someone to try to reach her to give an interview and I was told I was told that she's done. She's done. And you know what? Yep. I, I could see why someone after fighting this for years and years and years would finally say I'm done. Because, you know, it's well, like beating it, your head against a wall at some point, isn't it? Yeah, it, you're exactly right and it's it's extremely tiring. And you know, you mentioned Robert's ancestor is Ben Franklin. My fifth great-grandfather's Robert E. Lee and my seventh great-grandmother's Martha Washington. So uh, it's in my DNA. We'll continue fighting until we're done. So, yeah, we're not going to give up. Uh, you want to comment, Robert? Sure. So she's not saying anything different, uh, for sure. But the thing is, is you can literally, I've posted it on Operation Sunlight. You can see there's about a 10-minute clip where there's just from a few years back, People like Kamala Harris. Yes. And everybody else. Yep. Saying the exact same thing that we're saying right now. Yep. Why aren't they being called election deniers? Right. Uh, and Elizabeth and Warren. Trump, right. She was one of them as well. There's like a 10 minute Lovature. clip there. Yep. Just all of them over and over and over again talking about how these things can't be trusted. You can't use them. But yet now we point out the obvious and we're election deniers. And I tell you, the, the real election deniers are the people that deny that there's issues with our elections. Those are the real deniers. Yes, it is. I was trying to find a clip because I have that clip that you're referring to where it's just all of them, one mm -hmm. after the other, saying Kamala Harris, uh, so many of them saying the very things we're saying now. But that was all acceptable to say then. Now, I guess all of a sudden it's, it's not supposedly acceptable to say this anymore. So what, what have I, you, you just mentioned a website. What website did you just mention, Robert? 
So we do a lot of stuff in Nevada, um, Operation Sunlight. So it's just Operation Sunlight is where we post pretty much every day things that we're finding, issues in the state, uh, proof, evidence, rewards, you name it, all kinds of things. So we post there pretty much every day. Um, you know, we've, uh, you know, we do we do so many different things. We we'd need another hour just to talk about all those let me, things. Let me but show the website. Let me, let me show the website. Here it is. Yeah. Operation Sunlight. Uh, $50,000 reward, $30,000 challenge. There you go. That's their website. Yep. A lot of stuff on here. Everything's there. Yep, Where, where's the like... video? Where's that video of, because uh, I couldn't find it on my, I've got it, but I wasn't able to put my hands on it right yet. What what is? Do you know where the video is of those people, all the politicians saying the same thing you guys are saying now? Where is that on here, you know? Um, it's in there. It might be in David versus Goliath. It might be in uh, what we see. Uh, so if you just scroll down, it's in one of the posts. Each one of those uh, those rectangles there, those are all posts where you know we're okay. exposing things. So maybe well, well, in you go, you go ahead and talk. I'll look for it real quick. See if I can find it as well. But um, tell us more. You said you you got so much you could give. What what have I not asked you that you want the audience to know? Um, well, again, it's up to God and us. And so people that are feeling apathetic right now or people that are feeling their votes don't count anymore, we're actually winning, believe it or not. Just, just like the, you know, the Twitter files that we're seeing, it just, it really validates everything that we've been saying for the past couple of years. They've called us crazy. They've called us nuts. They've called us all kinds of names. And now, guess what? We're being, you know, validated that what we were saying all along is true that they're they're literally trying to keep us from getting the message out it's um you know it's like uh, thomas jefferson said that uh when when the press is free and all men are able to read all is safe right we keep saying that's not the case so people really need to understand that we have serious issues with our elections we're exposing them right there on operationsunlight.com constantly so that way they can realize wait, this is what they're finding here. And they can apply that to probably the state that they're in because Nevada is literally the worst state in the country for election issues. Like they've literally said, I mean, to think about, think about Nevada, when you, when you say that you live in Nevada, most people think that, you know, you're a, a degenerate gambler or you like hookers and prostitutes and you got drugs. That's, that's kind of like what Nevada has been, been known for, right? So it's not a stretch to say that we have the worst elections in the country. And you can actually look at the laws like AB 321 and see for yourself. So when you go to operationsunlight.com, everything's free. It's always free. You'll never find a way to pay me. You'll be able to see things that happen in Nevada, how we expose it, and how they can do this in their state as well. So that's it's a really good resource for people to stay up on what's happening in Nevada. It's also a really good resource for people in other states to see how they can do things as well. And uh, we have an incredible team. I can't give them enough uh, credit. They're just amazing and they stay mostly in the dark um, you know media wise because they see how you know people like us get attacked so they you know they're, they're not able to withstand uh, the attacks as much so I love my team very very much and um, yeah it's it's truly up to God and us to, to set this stuff straight because if enough of us wake up if enough of us say enough they're gonna run for the exits I promise you this they will run for the exits because we truly outnumber them like Bobby Python has always said, 60,000 to one if 10% of us just stand up. 
that is that is pretty huge numbers and people need to remember that and uh, another thing people need to remember is these people work for us not the other way around it's time we peacefully remind them that yeah indeed in fact i found that i found that clip it's actually on youtube watch this here you yeah. go let's, yeah. let's play this well you ready logan demonstration for my colleagues here at the capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states, but are not state-of-the-art from our perspective. Um, We're very concerned because there's only three companies. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling them. 43% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. These companies are accountable to no one. They won't answer basic questions about their cybersecurity practices, and the biggest companies won't answer any questions at all. Five states have no paper trail and that means there is no way to prove the numbers the voting machines put out are legitimate. So much for Cybersecurity 101. I know America's voting machines are vulnerable because my colleagues and I have hacked them repeatedly. We've created attacks that can spread from machine to machine like a computer virus and silently change election outcomes. And in every single case, We've found ways for attackers to sabotage machines and to steal votes. Early voters in Georgia in 2018 saw machines deleting votes and switching them to other candidates. When you say hacked, what were they able to do once they gained access to the machines? Oh, all sorts of things. They could uh, manipulate uh, the outcome of the vote. They could manipulate the tally. Uh, they could delete the tally. Um, and, and they could compromise the vote in any number of ways. I'm pretty sure my undergrad computer security class at Michigan could have changed the outcome of the 2016 Michigan election if we wanted to. It, it is that bad. And we have a combination of very powerful adversaries and unfortunately quite vulnerable and obsolete systems. That's, that's why I say it's only a matter of time. Wow. Logan, did you get that email I just sent to you in there? All right. I couldn't have said it better myself. I've got another one to play. Let me know when it's ready, Logan. I've got like four minutes to go. Let me mention this real quick while he's queuing that up. Folks, if you appreciate everything you're hearing and hearing here, I want to invite you to help Mike Lindell. Keep the Lindell Report going. Keep this network going. Keep Mike's work going. We're about to play another video. It's going to be Adam Schiff. Uh, Michelle Swinnick just sent it to me. But folks, we need your help to keep all this going. Go to MyPillow.com. Please go to MyPillow.com. Use that promo code L77. Sheets, towels, blankets, pet beds, slippers, sandals, mattresses, mattress toppers. Looking to see if Delta was in her dog bed. She's not in here. I think they're feeding her dinner. Um, we need your help. MyPillow.com. Promo code L77. We need your help. How about the Lindell Legal Defense Fund? LindellLegalDefenseFund.com. LindellLegalDefenseFund.com. Help Mike. Lots of cases to fight. Uh, MyStore.com. Uh, my Use the promo code L77. MyStore.com. Use the promo code L77. A lot of products there. This is how we fund this. This is one of the biggest ways we fund all of this, folks. We have to have your help. Where are you? You think Sean Hannity's going to do a show like we just did? Mark Levin going to do a show like we just did? All right. Logan, Tucker. is that Tucker Carlson going to? Yeah. Tucker going to do this? 
Logan, is that ready? All right, let's roll that. Okay, we're waiting for the ad to quit playing in front of it. I guess this is on Rumble. <laughs> Michelle Swinnick Probably. just sent it to us, and this is what we're about to see is on Rumble. I think this is a brand new one. I don't think I've seen this one myself, but I think I just saw a clip of Adam Schiff on here. So here we go. Let's roll it. Continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. For researchers have repeatedly de demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tempering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. It is the individual voting machines that some pose, that pose some of the greatest risk. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. Forty-three percent of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know that hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who before our eyes hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. Aging systems also frequently rely on unsupported software like Windows XP and 2000, which may not receive regular security patches and are thus more vulnerable to the latest methods of cyber attack. In a close presidential election, they just need to hack one swing state, or maybe one or two, or maybe just a few counties in one swing state. I'm very concerned that you could have a hack that finally went through. Well, there you go. And some of those were duplicate, and other nope. those were brand new clips we didn't play already. Shocking, but yeah, if you talk even, about it now, you're crazy, don't you know? Yeah, even even our own Department of Homeland Security, uh, Cyber Infrastructure Security Agency, just you know a few months ago, uh, came out with uh, a a notice that uh, that describes the vulnerabilities, nine of them at least. I know there are a ton more. They're not up to date, like they said. They haven't kept their security. Uh, uh, license is up to get up to date. So they're even admitting they have problems. Indeed and they so are. it's a disaster. We need to go to hand ballots counted by people on a precinct level basis. Um, uh, voter ID, we need to clean up the voter rolls. And that's exactly what I was going to do if I was Secretary of State of Nevada. Well, it sounds and like you are. It sounds do. like you are. It sounds like you won. All right. I wish I had more time. We're going to get you guys back. Robert, Jim, great Americans. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you uh, on behalf. I'll thank you. I, I myself will thank you for Mike Lindell because I know he thanks you. He's the one that said I should get you guys on. He yep. wanted you guys on tonight. That's why we did it. So we're doing this at his request. So I know he wants me to thank you. Great show. We'll great. get you back. Jim, thank Robert, you, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, guys. All right, that's the Lindell Report again, folks. We need to support Mike and his work. MyPillow.com, promo code L77. Thanks for watching. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV.